With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Deal as the founders intended. Mojo Five O. Standing Ground is a production of Leahy Media. Let's bring in CNN Chief Legal Analyst Jeffrey Tubin to talk about this and more. Hi, Jeffrey. Hello, Allison. It's been a while. It has been a while, indeed. I feel like we should address um, what's happened in the months since we've seen you, since some you guys of our rem- you guys viewers remember this? may not know what has happened. So uh, I guess I'll recap. I'll do the honors. Uh-huh. <laughs> Help yourself. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, in October... You were on a Zoom call uh-huh. with your colleagues from the New Yorker magazine. Everyone took a break for several minutes, during which time you were caught masturbating <laughs> on camera. Uh, you were subsequently fired from that job after 27 years yeah. of working there. And you, since then, have been on leave from CNN. Do I have all that right? Um, you got it all right. Sad to say. Yes, he was fired. He was fired from the magazine that the Zoom call where this event with this event occurred when he was caught in flagrante delecta uh, with his love puppet out on the Zoom call with the Salon magazine, right? Whatever it was, and yet, yet he CNN brought him back. CNN brought him back. Hence, which spawns the question in the wake of this Don Lemon misogynistic rant that he went on uh, last week is what do you have to do to get fired from CNN? What do you, what have you have to do to say, look, we don't we're severing ties with you. We're done. It's really interesting. But Don Lemon has a lot going for him. And I think you know what that is. All right. Without any further ado, I'm Jeremy Lee. This is Standing Ground. Let's get going. In October. You were on a Zoom call uh-huh. with your colleagues from the New Yorker magazine. Everyone took a break for several minutes, during which time you were caught masturbating <laughs> on camera. <laughs> this show is going to be interesting. <laughs> generation you're 51 what are you talking about <laughs> compared to 
DC, though. If you're to DC, that's a new generation. Well, but Congress it's but old. it's not a new generation. She may be she may be younger than most of those people, but her her rhetoric is the same. She's saying yeah. the same BS. So I see her, and I feel sad, maybe, because she uses her brown skin as a weapon oh against poor God. black folks and poor brown folks, <laughs> and she uses her brown skin to launder white uh, supremacist talking points. Nikki Haley is in her prime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her twenties wow. and thirties, and Maybe 40s. Okay, the opposition has really changed just in the last few days. Ever, ever since this Don Lemon event, Don Gator, they lemon squeezed. It's the New York, New York Post said he sh- they showed a picture of him with between the two ladies, lemon squeezed. Has has really, I say, it's opened up Pandora's box a little bit with the left, and. Uh, what 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 diversity means to them changes definition all the time, and here we go. I mean, when Don Lemon, you know, here they caught here in a moment. It, Don Lemon, when he when he made this comment on the air about women not being in their prime at fifty one, it 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 is so like. Look, even I would not. <laughs> by the way, I don't agree with them. I mean, I, I'm with the I'm with the ladies. It is it is true child-rearing years, child-bearing years are best between the ages of 18 and maybe 40. You're kind of pushing it, but, you know, 8 to 20s, 30s, fine. That's one thing. But we're talking about a 51-year-old woman who's running for president. She's well within her, well within her bounds and prime to do the job. So, I, he, oh boy, did he walk into it. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, but not beautiful at the same time. Okay. I'm Jeremy Lee. This is Standing Ground. This is Mojo Fiber Radio. It is Tuesday, February 21st, about 10 o'clock on the East Coast, 7 on, on the West, and I will be with you up until the 11 o'clock hour. Okay. Well, I'm going to play the Don Lemon thing here in a moment. But, but let, let me, let me preface first by saying this. It, by the end of this break, I will probably be accused of being everything, but no one will be able to show me any evidence that I'm any phobia or phobic of anything, really. But I have to tell you, um, the left the left is pretty good at being misogynistic, and the left is pretty good at being racist. The left is pretty good at jumping on individuals who they normally tend to want to promote, what? Protecting. Uh, the tolerant left becomes intolerant. In this case, uh, Nikki Haley. All right, so let's set this up. Nikki Haley's out giving her speech, her uh, presidential uh, stump speech, her announcement speech. She's running in 2024. Now, whether you whether you support Nikki Haley or not is irrelevant to the point that we're going to make here, okay? Or what Dot, Lem- Dot Lemon said. She's a woman. She's 51 years old. In political terms, that is extremely young. And she had suggested and... A lot of people agree, including yours truly, that, yes, I am for mental mental competency exams for federal office. She's saying after 75, I would be more like after 65. Um, but anyway, I, of course, you mean derivative of the, you know, the squash rot that we have in the White House right now. OK, well, here's what here's what here's Don Lemon's reaction uh, after her speech. Now, he was with uh, Poppy Harlow and what was the other one's Caitlin? I don't have a last name. Sorry, I don't know. I should have my notes in front of me. I don't. But anyway, um, he he made he he made this statement. And look, we've all had this experience in life when you something pops out of your mouth and you're trying to you're trying to backtrack and whatever. But then again, you, you and I are not on national television. But we, we should always be careful what we say, especially when you're sitting between two women and what you're about to hear right now. OK, so here's Don Lemon's response with these two ladies sitting next to him as to Nikki Haley's uh, proposal 
for mental competency tests for federal office after age 75. Listen to this. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley is in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What do you that's talk? Not Wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. And it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll say, if you look, if you Google, when is a woman in her prime? It'll say 20s, 30s, and 40s. I don't necessarily. 40s. Oh, I got it in I'm not saying I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that when you know, politicians are in their prime. You need a qualifier. Are you talking about prime for like childbearing? Or are you talking about prime for being president? Don't shoot the what the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home. When is a woman in her prime? It's just 20s, 30s, and 40s. I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime. Okay, okay. Well, I guess Kamala Harris was not in her prime. What was she, 53, 54 maybe in that range? They're in the same age range. When she became vice president, Nancy Pelosi was 67 when she became Speaker of the House. Hillary Clinton was in her late 60s when she got the Democratic nomination for president. And the list goes on and on and on. So uh, Don Lemon really put his foot in it. Now, as of this morning when I checked the wires, we have been informed that Don Lemon has returned to the air this morning, yet he will undergo very strict sensitivity training. The reason, as of right now, the reason that Don Lemon has not been fired is because Don Lemon is black and Don Lemon is gay. I mean, I, I, is, that a, is, that a sh- is that a shocker coming from my mouth to your ears? Seriously? Are you really shocked that they're not announcing the immediate firing of Don Lemon, who made an unbelievably, well, an unbelievable misogynistic rant on national television in front of two women. Now, the word around the shop at CNN, and it doesn't surprise me, is that Don Lemon is a total douche. Um, look, which doesn't surprise me because a lot of them are. I've worked with a few of them. <laughs> I could drop some names of just bad behavior, you know, verbally abusive, nasty, prima donna type shit. And CNN is going to uh, reward him for that kind of behavior. And they have been for a long time. Uh, I don't know where they found Don Lemon. I, I, I don't I really, really don't. Um um, he Don Lemon. Don Lemon just personally is a total ass. But the 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 more the more I think about what's more pathetic is the fact that he's going to get away with it. What, what do you what do you think would what do you think would have happened had say for instance a, uh, a Democratic candidate announced okay and Sean Hannity said something like that or um, Tucker Carlson made a remark like that. What, what do you think would happen? The, the the National Organization of Women would be calling for his ouster. To my knowledge, there's been no liberal association that's come forward and said, Don Lemon has to go. So, I could be wrong. He, they, they may eventually decide to let him go, but it's another Jeffrey Tubin thing. It's like, well, you know, you're liberal. We'll, we'll we'll do what we can. What they want, what CNN wants to do, you see, is CNN wants to make it appear that they're taking it real seriously when, in fact, they're not. They're just playing games. Okay, I'm Jeremy Lee. This is Standing Ground. This is Mojo Five Radio. My email: Standing Ground seventeen seventy six at gmail dot com. Standing Ground one seven seven six at gmail dot com. With you up until the eleven o'clock hour. Okay, good segue to my next point. Well, look, whatever happens with Don Lemon happens with Don Lemon. But the bottom line is I mean, that what he said <laughs> it was just it, it is that it's 
unbelievable. It's unbelievable when somebody, if anyone else, I just, I'm not going to repeat myself. I, it's amazing when the left does things, what they get away with in media, what they get away with. It's really, really interesting. Okay. So, uh, here, here's where we are with all this stuff. The, the, the White House has been going out since day one and going on and bragging about and boasting that they have the most diverse administration in history. Well, okay, that's fine. That's nice. Uh, my question is, what does it have to do with anything? Have a listen to POTUS himself. This will be the first cabinet ever that is evenly composed with as many women as men in the cabinet. This will be the first cabinet ever with a majority of people of color occupying this cabinet. And it has more than a dozen history-making appointments, including the first woman secretary of treasury, first African-American defense secretary, the first openly gay cabinet member, and the first Native American cabinet secretary. I feel safer, don't you? That's, by the way, I'm not coming out against gay, African-American, whatever, but I'm saying, that what does it have to do with anything? Is the White House job application is essentially going out and saying, look, uh, go find me gay, transgender, whatever, to fill these positions. Um, I'm sick. I'm sick of the first thing. I'm sick of hearing the announcements, the first gay, the first transgender. All I care about is, are they going to do a good job? Now, if you think that being gay is a prerequisite to doing a good, good job, look at Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg is not doing a good job. He's gay. He's openly gay. I don't care. But the fact is, he is a shitty transportation secretary. Okay, so... Just a couple of days ago, there was a big announcement at the White House. They brought in a new communications director, and we had to listen to this. And I look forward to welcoming Ben LeBolt. As you all know, he has been announced to replace uh, Kate as communications director back to the White House. I also know uh, that Ben is making history. As you know, we believe here in the Biden-Harris White House that representation matters. He will be the first openly uh, gay uh, um, uh, communications director, which is very, very important indeed. How is that important to my life? How, how is it? How is it important to how he's going to do his job? I, I, I this kind of thing. I, I'm gonna give, play a clip from a movie in in a moment, but I have to obviously, in the interest of full disclosure, say again: I don't care what you are, or whatever, as long as you're qualified for the job. It's fine with me. It just seems like every time this happens, we have to know about it. It's like they are the first openly gay White House communications director. You want to make a big deal out of it? Don't say anything. Just don't say anything. So um, that being said, it's a good setup. And I want you to think about this. Think about the government or this particular White House, which referred to the Rainbow White House. And I'm, I'm kind of saying that in a fun way. It's not really me to be critical, but that's pretty much what it is. It's the LGBTQ plus alphabet people White House. Um, they do not give two shits about any uh, any conservative, regardless how their lives are being affected, even, even if, um, especially if they're white heterosexual men, they don't care when white students get stabbed to death in their sleep. Yet, if they were gay or black or killed with an ar 15 Joe Biden would be laying a wreath at the site. 
Um, it's that kind of thing that they feel the need that this is these that what they're doing is they're exposing themselves. These are the individuals that we really, really care about. Look what's going on in uh, forget the forget the gay thing for a moment. Look what's going on in in Ohio, in uh, Palestine, Ohio, with the train derailment. And the White House response has been slow as molasses. And while it was going on, Pete Buttigieg was at an LGBTQ plus TUV WXYZ event. Okay, so the cramming it down the throat thing, which is interesting, they'll come out and tell us about it, um, leads me to to this movie clip. All right, do you guys ever see the movie As Good As It Gets with Jack Nicholson, Helen Hunt, and Greg Kinnear? Okay, well, Jack Nicholson is a totally crude, vile, homophobic individual. He uses foul, homophobic language, or yeah, you want to call it nasty language. Um, Yeah, in the movie, he says faggot, and he says fudge packer, and he says all these nasty things, which is not nice, and nowadays would not, you wouldn't get away with that in Hollywood. But anyway, it's important to his character as I set it up. Well, his neighbor is Greg Kinnear, and Greg Kinnear is gay. And he, Greg Kinnear is kind of getting on his nerves, whatever, and he's always interrupting him, and finally Jack Nicholson goes off on his gay neighbor. Here it is. You realize that I work at home? Uh, No, I wasn't aware. Do you like to be interrupted when you were nancing around in your little garden? No, no, I, I... I actually will turn the ringer off of my phone and sometimes put a piece of card. Well, I work all the time. So never, never interrupt me, okay? Don't come knocking. If it's election night and you're excited and you want to celebrate because some fudge packer that you date has been elected the first queer president of the United States and he's going to have you down to Camp David. And you want someone to share the moment. (laughs) Even then, don't knock. Not on this tour. Okay, now I know that was a very kind of a, it was a nasty exchange. (laughs) But to make the point is that, well, that is attributed to the character that Jack Nicholson plays, okay? But the point is, is that every time we have these new announcements or the most diverse or a new gay thing, the the Biden White House feels the need to bang on all our doors and tell us about it when it is totally irrelevant. It's interesting. A lot of people in the gay community, whatever, in the act will say, look, you know, your sexuality has nothing to do with it. Bullshit. It obviously does. Because when they went on a search to find a new White House communications director, they were like, just make sure it's a, a, a gay person. We want to make sure we get we get more gays. Now, he may do a good job. I'm sh- maybe he's fine. I, I, I'm saying is that I don't know why it has to be a criterion. That's all. Okay. I'm Jeremy Lee. This is Standing Ground. This is uh, Mojo Fiverr Radio. My email, standingground1776 at gmail.com. Standingground1776 at gmail.com. Housekeeping details to take care of right now before I forget. Okay. My my shows have been, been intermittent, and I've been on one day and then not on another day and whatever. And in the interest of full disclosure, nothing serious. Just want to let you know. Um, I'm dealing with this uh, medical issue. It's kind of like a, um, a rash type thing, whatever. It's going to go away but i cannot um it's mainly yeah it's on my 
I got next. Oh God. Anyway, I don't want to sound like I'm whining here because it's nothing horrible and it could be something worse. I'm very thankful. Um, but I, I uh, did my back and I sit when I do my show. I cannot sit for long periods of time. <laughs> so I have to get up, get relief, and then I sound like shit, which I probably do anyway right now. Um, but anyway, I am got to go back to this doctor again today and now they're going to just kind of treatment plan, whatever. I don't, I don't want to get into the intricacies of it because it's just, it's irrelevant. I'm just letting you know. I think you deserve an explanation as to for those my dedicated and all of them, but my dedicated listeners is that I know that I'm I'm on and off once in a while in the last couple of weeks just dealing with this issue. Uh, so I, we you, ouchy, ouchy, scratchy, scratchy, as they say, right? Okay. Hey, look, life's a bitch. And it was funny. I was talking to a, a friend of mine last night down in the uh, Georgia region. He's one of my one of my field producers, uh, Doug. He he punts me stuff all the time through the you know stories and things like that. But anyway, and. We were talking, he's a bit older than, than than myself, but we were talking like, look, you know, you get to be a certain age and something, something is bound to happen. <laughs> there's, there's really, there's really no way around it. So I'm just like, as the older I get, the more I accept it. But you also get to a point just to be, to be funny about it, right? Is when you were younger and you go to the doctor's office, right? And you might be embarrassed about something or you're uncomfortable or whatever. When you, as you get older, uh, the, the younger people out there that like get awkward when you go to the doctor and they have to look in certain areas okay let me tell you when you get older it gets a lot a lot easier because you know what you don't care because you're like just take care of the problem please whatever you need to do okay all right tmi tmi Leahy, back off in closing in this break i um I, I i'm sure i would probably get tons of emails and what i've just talked about and what i've said uh when it comes to any job but when it's but when it comes to especially jobs involving you know the the central nervous system of the federal government the executive um uh i don't i i don't know i don't know what they're trying to relay to us all the time by making these announcements about the most diverse administration ever now if if i'm only saying if if their position is that having a more diverse administration means the administration's going to do a better job. I don't think they've proven that point very well. If if being gay is going to make you a great transportation secretary, I guess Pete Buttigieg has proven that whole theory wrong. Is anyone going to dispute me on that one? I mean, seriously. Once again... Don't have an issue with it, but then again, or 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 is being I don't know what it was the guy over at the NRC or the woman the trans fluid whatever is going to make you a better director of NRC waste disposal? No, obviously not because they found out that the guy's a criminal or she or whatever is a criminal. So I mean, but by the way, that could be a that could be a heterosexual white male, which you don't see many you don't see in many jobs anymore. <laughs> Oh boy, we're done. Um, but what I'm saying in general is that, and if and if he wasn't the NRC guy, it doesn't have any relevance. I'm just saying is that they've never proven that a more diverse administration means the administration's going to do is going to function better. They they haven't shown that to me. But anyway, okay. So there you have it. Um, so we'll wait for the next announcement. Okay, but I have to tell you, from what I heard, the news is is that. There, the the Chinese balloon that was spotted off Hawaii. Some airline pilots spotted it. That China has sent a message to the White House in informing them 
that the balloon is gay. So you can be rest assured it will not be shot down. All right, I'm Jeremy Lee. This is Standing Ground. This is Mojo 5 Radio. Quick break. Right back. You realize that I work at home? Uh, no, I wasn't aware. Do you like to be interrupted when you were nancing around in your little garden? No, no, I, I, I actually will turn the ringer off of my phone and sometimes put a piece of card. Well, I work all the time. So never, never interrupt me, okay? Don't come knocking. If it's election night and you're excited and you want to celebrate because some fudge packer that you date has been elected the first queer president of the United States and he's going to have you down to Camp David and you want someone to share the moment, even then, This will be the first cabinet ever that is evenly composed with as many women as men in the cabinet. This will be the first cabinet ever with a majority of people of color occupying this cabinet. And it has more than a dozen history-making appointments, including the first woman secretary of treasury, first African-American defense secretary, the first openly gay cabinet member, and the first Native American cabinet secretary. And I look forward to welcoming Ben LeBolt. As you all know, he has been announced to replace uh, Kate as communications director back to the White House. I also know uh, that Ben is making history. As you know, we believe here in the Biden-Harris White House that representation matters. He will be the first openly uh, gay uh, um, uh, communications director, which is very, very important indeed. Thousands of aspiring authors teamed up with Christian Faith Publishing to publish their book. Because Christian Faith Publishing is an author-friendly publisher who understands that your labor is more than just a book. We provide authors freedom and flexibility throughout the publishing process, professional book editing, award-winning design, and some of the highest royalty structures in the publishing industry. And as always, you will retain 100% of the rights to your book. I was looking to find a company that I could trust, one that assisted in the editing process completely. The most important qualities that I was looking for was a publisher who was honest and upfront. No hidden costs or fees and owning the rights to my own work. Christian Faith Publishing will publish, market, and sell your books in all major bookstores, online booksellers, as well as specialty Christian bookstores. Call for your free author submission kit. 800-978-4812 That's 800-978-4812 Good evening. This is Chris with KWSN News. Today's headlines. 
Inflation is on the rise. Crime is skyrocketing. And war is looming around the world. While it might feel like the world is falling down around us, there are still good people that exist in this world. Take a break from conventional news and tune into Damn It with Beaver on Mojo 5 Radio, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturdays. Hear random acts of kindness, how you can help save an animal's life with the rescue of the month, and many other topics that will make you smile and possibly even laugh out loud and make you forget for one hour that the world is burning down around you. So don't let the world get you down. You just say, damn it, and you move on. That's Damn It with Beaver, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturdays on Mojo 5 Radio. You're listening to Standing Ground with Jeremy Leahy. You said that you're a trans woman. A trans female, yes, ma'am, sir. Do you have a penis? <laughs> That's horrible. You're the one. You're the one that brought that into the discussion. Okay, welcome back to the program. I'm Jeremy Lay. This is Mojo Fiber Radio with you up until the 11 o'clock hour. I hope I'm still on. I I have to... Oh, by the way, quick shout out to uh, Portland, Maine. I noticed that... Uh, well, shout out to all my listeners and people listen. I get you know, I people in all over the country. I mean, not like I'm not any huge thing, but I do. And I, I check my uh, stats and I see that, you know, where there's an uptick in certain areas. But I had an uptick in, in Portland and Falmouth, Maine. So, uh, hello, guys. Would like would like to hear from you and uh, your area. I have a connection to the region. <clears throat> Send me an email. Standingground1776 at gmail.com. Standingground1776 at gmail.com. Of course, that applies to all of you. Always feel free to uh, to reach out. Okay. Well, um, there's one thing I have to say. And just <laughs> sort of a comical. Well, it's been kind of. Well, it, it is It is comical. I mean, when you, when you think about it, it's, I forget the swimmer's name, the guy that was transgender and swam in the women's competition and won. Yeah, no shit. So it, it, it is humorous. The whole thing is just kind of funny. But anyway, I was, um, there was one, there was one person who testified. I don't think it was at that Arkansas one where the guy asked if he had a penis. Sorry. He said it. It's great. So hang on. All right. Is, uh, there was one that came up and he looked, it was not, I wouldn't say dead ringer. What's the actor's name? Ted Levine. Remember Ted Levine? He played Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. And when he came up to the mic, this kid, man, who thinks he's a woman or I don't know, whatever, he comes up to the microphone. I was expecting to hear this. It rubs the lotion on its skin. It does this whenever it's told. <laughs> it rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> stop, stop it. Now it places the lotion in the basket. <laughs> Sorry. It just, just... What's up? Do you have a penis? <laughs> That's horrible. 
how it places the lotion in the basket. <laughs> please. Please. <laughs> it's just so crazy. Oh, my God, please. <laughs> Okay, we are moving on. Much to your delight or your non-delight, maybe somebody wanted me to continue to screw around. Well, I always screw around on this program, but there are other things to get to. Okay, our president is preparing to depart uh, for Poland. Um, There is word that it may have already happened because my show is pre-recorded that the president is going to address the nation in regards to the alien UFO shoot downs whatever and tell us I guess we don't know whether they're actually shooting down spy balloons or they're shooting down a kid's 8th grade science project we we don't really know but anyway notwithstanding Joe Biden any administration this is important to note goes for both sides. Any administration, when they get in, the most important thing you need to do, in, in the beginning it kind of works, but at some point you have to do what? You have to take ownership of your presidency and stop blaming the previous guy. Well, this administration from day one, everything that goes wrong, it's Donald Trump's fault. If the, the the president is going in for a long physical, I believe today, four hours. Um, I don't know if they're doing cognitive testing, whatever. But you know, who knows that they may be doing cognitive testing. My point being is, if he came out and said that you know, God forbid, he has heart disease, he would come out and say, "It's Trump gave me heart disease. It's a MAGA people. He stressed me out." Okay. Well, that being said, um, there was the speech he gave recently about food shortages, which we've been going through. Now, my memory may not serve me correctly, and if it doesn't, shoot me an email at standingground1776 at gmail.com, because if I'm wrong, let me know. But during the Trump administration, I don't remember there being, there being a food shortage I believe when COVID hit, of course, a lot of people were going out and stripping the shelves, but we didn't have a supply chain issue. And when you went into the supermarket, there weren't like you couldn't find paper towels. So um, now maybe there's a more elongated explanation for that. I don't know. Maybe there is. But anyway, Joe Biden's up at a podium just recently, and he's giving this speech about food shortages. And I'll give you three guesses what he does. Here you go. Remember those long lines you'd see on the television? People lining up in all kinds of vehicles just to get a box of food in their trunk. How quickly we forget. People were hurting. And what did the MAGA crowd want to do? Forget it. Forget it. God, this is the United States of America. The idea that people would have to wait in line an hour, hour and a half to get a box of food in their trunk. It's just unbelievable. Well, two points of order. Number one, during the food shortage, what did you really do? And two, it has nothing to do with Trump and the Trump administration. 
it's it's been totally on your watch. It's not something you you did not inherit a food shortage. You did not inherit inherit a supply chain crisis. It it, it is it, COVID may had something to do with it. You've been in office for over twenty four months, and you're still pointing the finger at the Donald. Explain that to me. It's pretty bad. It's pretty pathetic. But then again, that's what he does. But then when he's giving the speech, he doesn't really come up with, well, this is my plan. He just says how horrible things have been, but not how they're going to get better. All right. Well, in the opinion of this podcaster, um, Pete Buttigieg is the worst cabinet secretary we've ever had. Never mind the worst transportation secretary we've had. One of them. One. Of, well, we'll just stick to the transportation secretary position. He he sucks. He he really does. He's terrible. Um, but then again, you have to be careful when you say that because you see he's gay, and then you'll be accused of being homophobic. No, he just stinks at his job. He really has no cl- clue what he was doing, and he should never have been given the job to begin with. And we know the reason he got it, and that's why. Well, okay, that just branches out into a whole nother whole nother issue. But anyway, he this clown was giving a speech and all he does like the president he goes out and tells us all the bad things have happened instead of saying this is how we're going to fix them and he makes this little kind of like quirk at the end it's bizarre he was speaking at a forum listen to this just the other day it's had its challenges right uh i mean if you look at what the american transportation systems have faced in the last two or three years partly because of the pandemic we've faced issues from container shipping to that's airline right. cancellation. That's right. Now we got balloons. That's right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, mind you, he made no mention of the derailment in Plainville, Ohio, which is, believe it or not, a major, major crisis that does involve the the, uh, the Department of Transportation. When he got called out, he eventually sent a tweet out. But once again, I'll reiterate, the reason it's not a big deal is because Plainville is MAGA country. So they don't matter, which means that the administration doesn't generally, they only give a shit about some group of people. Even to the point when I said earlier, the murders in Idaho, they don't care about those students because they're straight and they're white. So they didn't make any statement on it. Oh, you think I'm crazy? Go read the editorials out there about that. There was one in the Federalist, I wish I remember the woman's name who wrote it, about the whole the whole schematic of the Biden administration when it comes to tragedy and pain and mass shootings and people in cars running over other people. It they have to look at it. They have a system. Well, wait a minute. Who did it? What was the motive? Who died? It depends. It's disgusting. But anyway, there you have it. So there's your transportation secretary really, really having a grip on things, including uh, train derailments. Um, pretty sad. All right, I'm Jeremy Lay. This is Standing Ground. This is Mojo Fiber Radio with you up until the 11 o'clock hour. All right, well, the balloon thing, which we still really haven't figured out yet. Um, here's, a, here's a late news report just from yesterday. This is courtesy of uh, MSNBC News. Of any evidence right now. Um, that uh, that confirms that they were in fact doing an intelligence collection by another government. But again, don't have the debris. We're still doing the best we can with the observations that were made by the pilots, with the flight profile data that we have, have tried to collect. They're in very difficult terrain. The one off the coast of Alaska is uh, 
That's up in, uh, in, in some really, really difficult terrain in the Arctic Circle. Uh, the second one is in uh, the, color, in the uh, Canadian Rockies in Yukon. Very difficult to get that one. And the third one is in, uh, uh, in Lake Huron at, at probably a couple hundred feet depth. So uh, we'll get them eventually, but it's going to take some time to recover those. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, before that National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby, speaking yesterday about the three identified objects, unidentified objects, that flew in North American airspace last weekend. A leading theory in the intelligence community is that the objects were in the air for commercial or research purposes, but because the United States has not been able to recover debris from those three sites yet, the defense leaders say it is too early to confirm that theory or to assign blame to any other country. Pentagon officials also briefed senators yesterday. Afterward, most lawmakers expressed an understanding that getting the whole truth about what happened last weekend will take some time. That's Willie Geist over at MSNBC. He's another Ken doll. Do you ever see Willie Geist, pretty boy? He's 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 the one that sat down with um, Hillary Clinton and when she did her master class in the interview, it can only be described with this sound. Okay. Well, anyway, here are the uh, some of the senators, including Lindsey Graham, in the end, talking about their national, the latest national security briefing on the uh, the, the the spy balloons. I went into the hearing with the impression that two weeks ago our skies were clear and then all of a sudden we had uh, spy balloons and other identified objects raining down on us like confetti. Um, That's not accurate. This has been going on for a long, long time. If if this has been going on for a long, long time, as Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana says, well, first of all, I want to know what long is, because to me, six months is a long time. A year can be long. Are we talking 10, 15, 20 years that they've been doing this and we have not been able to pick up on this? Uh, what are they doing over at DOD? Uh, what are they doing at the Pentagon? What kind of uh, operatives do we have, the CIA, et cetera, that are working? God love them. Um, a lot of them are very, very talented, very dedicated people. I'm just saying is that why Why is it that we have not been able to figure this out earlier? Okay, let's continue. That. I think Lindsey Graham comes in at the end here. There's a number of unanswered questions um, that it's reasonable they're unanswered. We didn't build a complex and expensive radar systems to pick up slow-moving balloons. Yeah, I wasn't unnerved by anything that I heard. Uh, I don't think we're being attacked by aliens. It's unbelievable. No, I agree with the. I would agree, uh, Lindsey Graham, the uh, senator from South Carolina. I agree with him. I do not believe it is alien life. Uh, but you know, the UFO enthusiasts have had a, have fun with this one. Well, have at it. It entertains them. It's fun. Okay. Well, anyway, on uh, God, I'm giving MSNBC too much airtime on today's program, but it's interesting. Uh, John Tester, senator, was on uh, with um, what's his name there. Um, Joe Scarborough, uh, I call him uh, Where's Waldo. Uh, Joe Scarborough, a.k.a. Where's Waldo, over at MSNBC uh, yesterday, and he weighed in on all this. All right, here we go. Senator, 
what in the hell is going on up there? Well, that's the question, <laughs> for sure. Did, any answers? Are we getting any answers? Is the military still trying to figure this out? I think the military is still uh, in the recovery process, as Millie yeah. said yesterday, and until they get it recovered, all of them. Right. Uh, the, 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 the first one that came through that, that, that floated through and went out, South Carolina, they're well in process of getting that all recovered and right. getting it put back together. So we'll get we'll get some good information on that. The other three are, are still in the process of recovery. So it's going right. to be a while before we know where they came from and what their purpose was. Well, you know, you have some Republicans going, you know, saying, we need answers. Joe Biden must go on television and speak before a national audience and give us answers. Hey, I. I don't know. You guys don't have answers yet, do you? They shot a, like a Yugo out of the sky or something or whatever it was at 20,000 feet. It's just unbelievable. It's had its challenges. Right. Uh, I mean, if you look at what the American transportation systems have faced in the last two or three years, partly because of the pandemic, we've faced issues from container shipping to That's airline right. cancellation. That's right. Now we got balloons. That's right. Uh, <laughs> So as typical as Joe Biden is, and he's been doing this from the beginning, is that he never really takes action unless he is pressured to. And that's what we are seeing most likely today when he issues a statement. He's planning on issuing a statement. Okay, it is to to me, you know, the balloon is sailed. The ship is sailed. His time to do it was right in the very beginning and get right out in front of it, whether it be from the Oval Office or from the map room or whatever, give a formal address to the American people as to what's going on. The statement he's going to give today is not going to do any good because that ship has sailed. The opportunity is gone. You still look weak. Now you look like you're doing some type of a mulligan, mea culpa, that kind of thing. Well, it was set up beautifully just two days ago in the White House press briefing room by a reporter and KGP, the most brilliant binder girl. Binder girl had to take the question was, well, look, are you is he is he acting tough now because he was so weak when the when Chinese balloon got across the United States, which really is the crux of the issue. But anyway, have a listen. And she's setting it up with the issues regarding the PRC. And then it flows very nicely into the balloon issue. I mean, when you think about it, you think about it, this White House, beg your pardon, this White House has been with this whole matter, this White House from day one has been setting themselves up for criticism. Well, I mean, they do that pretty well anyway. But from this whole thing, since it began a week and a half ago, every step they've taken along the way has not worked. And at this point, most likely, it's way, way too late. Okay, here's the exchange. I did not uh, did not meaningfully address our fundamental concerns with the PRC's uh, trade practices. That is just a fact. Uh, the PRC did not meet its commitment even in the first year of phase one deal going into effect during the Trump administration. Again, phase one is was under the Trump administration. There we go. So See, we are focused on defending American economic interests in ways that will work, including in coordination with our allies and partners through initiatives like the Trade and Technology Council and the Indo 
Indo-Pacific Economic Framework and by investing more at home through the Bipartisan Infrastructure Act, through the CHIPS Act, uh, and through uh, the Inflation Reduction Act. Those are all part of the President's economic policies that has actually helped build an economy from the bottom up, middle out, and also bring manufacturing jobs back home. That's how we're addressing this because phase one did not work. It did not have a meaningful purpose. Again, it was started in the last administration. Ken Michael. Um, so two, two more balloon questions. Um, the National Weather Service website here says that 900, that, that weather balloons are released around the world from 900 locations twice a day, every single day of the year, including 92 released by the National Weather Service in the U.S. Uh -huh. um, that they fly for at least two hours a day, drift as far as 125 miles and cover uh, and, and rise up to 100,000 feet above the ground. Um, if, if it turns out, as it looks like, that the, that, that the President um, and, and Mr. Trudeau sent Top Gun fighters to blow weather balloons out of the sky, is the, does, the, does the president regret that and is he embarrassed by that? I'm not going to get ahead of what, um, of any final decision. We just don't know yet. We actually just don't know. Uh, and as, I, as I've said, as my colleague has, has said from NSC, uh, it, is, it is in consideration that that could be uh, the leading explanation here. Uh, again, but is, is the president embarrassed I, I, by that? No, the I idea get, that you I would get, take I, I hundreds know. of thousands okay. of dollars me, of equipment? Michael, let, me, let, me answer, let me answer the question. I don't think the president should be embarrassed right, by uh, the fact that he took action to make sure that our air our airspace, civilian airspace, was safe. He didn't. Uh, I don't think that's... That's the thing, is that he never... <laughs> the, one of the, but, but you're, I'm answering the question. I am. I am answering the question, right? No, you're not. He took action because we did see that these, uh, uh, that these objects you guys were told in the to. airspace of civilian airspace. And so to protect the civilian airspace, the president took action. It is... And he took, he took recommendation by the Pentagon to take that action. I don't want to get ahead of what this, what will be the final analysis right of what uh, the objects may have been or may not have been so don't want to get into uh, into a hypothetical here uh, but look this is the president does everything that he can everything in everything his power, he's right, told to, to do. defend to track and to protect our airspace and that's what you should that's what you should gleam from what the action the actions that this president took and then one follow-up which is um, there's a lot of criticism out there that that what has that what really drove the president's decisions in the in the latter three um, shootdowns was an overreaction, a political overreaction to the criticism that he took on the Chinese spy balloon for waiting too long. In other words, that he he was criticized for waiting too long in the first balloon, and so the reaction, That's the correct. overreaction, the critics would say, is that he moved too quickly to That's shoot right. down That's the right. other ones before even knowing obviously That's what right. they were. How do you guys respond to that? I'll respond to it this way. Two, diff two different things, right? The Chinese surveillance no, balloon. Not really. Completely different um, operation, if you will. A com complete different, um, 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 you know, situation, if you will. It was a, a balloon, as you all know, that was a Chinese surveillance balloon. Thank you, thank you, uh, thank we you. We wanted the president's number one thing was to make sure that uh, we kept American civilians safe. He took recommendations from the Pentagon, uh, who told, who who said that we should follow the path 
and he agreed they followed the path but he also said the moment that they can to shoot it down and that's what occurred but let's remember what what happened while the while the balloon was on its path we were able to collect data from it we were able to protect our security data on the ground and learn from the Chinese surveillance balloon that's what we were able to do and when it got over an area where uh, it was safe where we were able to collect because we are collecting the data that's on the the, the I should not the data but the um, the debris right that's on the ocean floor and learning more about its oh, capabilities and when we were able to do that they shot it down and so we're going to learn a lot more because of the action that the president took right. and because of the right. action okay. that right. the pentagon took who said it bob halderman nixon aide bob halderman once the toothpaste is out of the tube it's hard to get it back in again now uh I mean, I'm not comparing this to Watergate, but I mean, the 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 opportunity for him to get in front of this and appear to be or at least try to appear to be presidential is gone. So his statement today is not going to reassure me. And I guarantee you he's it's not going to reassure the rest of the American people. Um, Joe Biden does not display confidence He's weak mentally. He's weak, weak intellect. He's always been weak intellectually. He is, uh, he's a lightweight, uh, and he's in cognitive decline. And while on that note, wishing him well for his physical today, I think it's at Walter Reed. I don't know where he's having it done. I don't know where they do them anymore. Is that he's having a four hour physical. All right. And I would assume blood work, vitals, all that kind of thing. Someone his age, you got to check everything well i guess i can only speculate but my question is do you think that they have begun cognitive testing and i have an opinion this is something that i i i opined a while back that i think they probably have been doing cognitive testing on him for a while because don't forget um I'm not a neurologist, doctor, whatever on the uh, at all, and I don't play one on the radio. But my understanding is that it takes several visits to make an actual diagnosis. Um, I don't know. Is the average physical for a president four hours? That seems kind of long, but I don't know. I mean, they probably they just do everything once. They probably, you know. Maybe he has a colonoscopy and an, an, an endoscopy or whatever all at the same time, and they check everything in the blood work, whatever. But my question would be is, is one hour of that time going to be spent? <laughs> Joe, what's this? It's a doggy. What's this? Triangle. Oh, wait. It's a Pentagon. You know, I, I, I know a guy works over there. <laughs> Sorry. Too easy, right? But anyway, I wish him well, and I hope he has. I hope he gets a healthy. He gets healthy, you know, marks from the doctor, and, and I hope everything's going to be fine. But I, I, as, I am curious as to whether or not they're doing cognitive testing or not. Which ends with this: um, as far as him running for president of the United States, please do it. Please run in 2024. It would be fantastic. I would love to see you as the nominee. Who's it going to be on the other side? Well, we'll get into that more tomorrow. Uh, Nikki Haley has announced. Oh, by the way, Nikki Haley has proposed uh, mental health, uh, you know, assessment for any 
candidate age 75 and up would have to be evaluated. Actually, I think that's a good idea, but I might even go down to 70 on that one. Okay. All right. Uh, With that, I'm Jeremy Lay. For those of you who are upset or I have offended today, um, tough. Uh, I'm saying if you if if you've been offended, I'm sorry you're offended, but that doesn't mean that everybody's been offended, especially in the first break, whatever. I know I'm going to get emails, whatever. But that's just the message being is that you know I I'm somebody that still likes to laugh and have fun, so I just it's it's not a crime yet, but it probably will be at some point. Okay, I'm Jeremy Lay. This is Standing Ground. This is Mojo Five R Radio. My email Standing Ground seventeen seventy six at gmail dot com. Standing Ground one seven seven six at gmail dot com. Please feel free to reach out to me whenever you feel uh, the need to. Uh, Whatever is on your mind, keep it nasty. And no death threats, please. I don't appreciate them. Um, Okay. Don't forget, all my shows are backlogged on Speaker, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Listen at your leisure. My show airs Monday through Friday right here at Mojo Fiverr Radio from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the shows are backlogged on Speaker, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. You can go back and listen at your leisure. All right. With that, so long. Take care. And I'll talk to you right here tomorrow morning, Friday, February 17th at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Mojo Fiber Radio. Standing Ground has been a production of Leahy Media. It's had its challenges. Right. Uh, I mean, if you look at what the American transportation systems have faced in the last two or three years, partly because of the pandemic, we've faced issues from container shipping to That's airline right. cancellation. That's right. Now we got balloons. Fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O.